Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the John Cast. We are back, and guess what? You all will be happy to know that fall, autumn, has finally truly descended on the Chicagoland area. It is low 50s today, the leaves are a changing, and the weather is a turning. I am wearing a, uh, a J. Crew green forest green sweater more of like an army green i would say uh fall is here people and that's good because it is one of my four favorite seasons uh sorry we weren't here last week on the john cast as many of you know uh we were traveling we took a little trip for sweet bear's birthday again happy birthday to sweet bear but we are back and today on the John Cast, we are officially beginning this Justice series that we have been talking about uh, for so long. I feel like I've been, uh, you know, continually talking about it's coming, it's coming. We're going to do this series on Justice, and finally today we are launching it. This is going to be a three-week series on the biblical topic of justice. And before we dive in, uh, these three episodes, they are all very much based on a spoken word poem that I released on my YouTube channel earlier this week. Um, It's all about justice. If you haven't watched that poem, I highly, highly recommend that you pause this podcast right now. You go to YouTube, you watch that poem, search John Jorgensen, you can watch that poem. It's called Looking Out for the Left Out. Watch that poem first and then come back here because a lot of the content over these next three episodes, really what it's going to be doing is it's going to be diving a little bit deeper into a lot of the phrases and word choice and concepts that are hinted at or introduced in that poem. So please go listen to the spoken word poem on justice and then come back here. Also, you should know that these next three episodes over the next three weeks... They're going to be a little bit shorter. Usually, we're somewhere in the 25, 30 or so minute range with the John cast. These are going to be closer probably to about 10 minutes or so. Um, That just is how the content has turned out. Also, a lot of the content that we're talking about here on the podcast will also be available in video form on my YouTube channel. There's just, you can get this content everywhere, people. It's the 21st century. Anyway... Today, we are officially starting this series on the biblical concept of justice. Um, Whenever I say justice, I always want to say it in like a really deep, manly, like, I'm a a sheriff who's on the wrong side of town, but I'm here to bring justice. I can't use a deep voice. I have... A, a voice I've been told that is actually uh, surprisingly high for a man of my size. Um, but anyway, that means nothing to you because none of you can see me. Let's talk about justice. For my, Now, most of us, uh, we're pretty familiar with this word, especially at this point because I've said it about 150 times so far in the first three minutes of this podcast. Uh, but we have some sort of, most of us, we have some sort of definition or meaning attached to it. Justice, for many of us, it simply means being fair or, or being equal. That, that's what it looks like to be just, to treat everyone fairly. Which makes sense, considering that our English root word uh, for the the English word for justice comes from the Latin root for equity. 
That's where we get that word from. Now, others of us, when we think of justice, we often think about crime. This would be true for Sweet Bear. She loves true crime and, and murder podcasts and all of those things. Uh, when, when a criminal is arrested and tried and sentenced, we say that that person has been brought to justice. We, we say things, or the sheriff on the wrong side of the track says things like, Justice was served. Or, uh, on the other side of things, when someone is wrongly accused, we would say we want justice for that person. Uh, oftentimes, there's, there's stuff going on in our world right now. There have been some, some tragic shootings that have happened in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I have a lot of friends uh, who live down there, and there have just been some, some tragic sort of police shootings and things like that. And a lot of what we see in the news is we want justice for this person. We want justice for that person, which means bringing or serving justice to the person who, who committed that crime. Um, to those who think this way, justice, really what it looks like, is it looks like someone getting what they deserve, whether that is good or whether that is bad. Justice is giving someone what they deserve. And still, there's others of us who we think about justice as just doing the right thing, right? If someone is a good person, it's pretty much the same as saying that someone is a just person. Uh, we use terms and we have ministries in our church of compassion and justice. That those two things are often tied together in the church to to have, and that usually concerns relief efforts that are happening. Uh, outside of our country, internationally, oftentimes in underserved countries, that's where justice occurs. It happens in feeding the poor and in bringing clean drinking water to a world or a community that doesn't have it. That's oftentimes the picture that comes in our head when we think about this word, justice. And, and I want to be clear, all of these that we've talked about thus far, they are very viable definitions of this word. However, when it comes to the Bible... The word justice appears over 400 times in the Old Testament alone. The Bible, the good book, has a lot to say about justice. And the Bible also speaks about many different forms and meanings for that word. Just like we have in our day, the biblical writers had many different meanings and uses for this very flexible word. But... Let's go back to the beginning. If you've ever studied the Bible with me in any sort of context, you know that my phrase is, it all goes back to Genesis. And justice goes back to Genesis as well. The earliest foundation for the idea of justice in the Bible is actually found on page one in Genesis. In the beginning, in the creation story, God creates the heavens and the earth and everything in it, and it was all good, right? And we learn that humans specifically are created in what we call the image of God. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, God says, Come, let us make mankind, humankind, in our image, in our likeness. And what this means, it means that human beings, you and I, are a reflection. We are a representation of God's beauty and power and goodness here on earth. And something that is actually very unique about the biblical creation narrative is that all humans are made in the image of God. 
and other creation narratives from other religions and other ancient societies, uh, it was often true that that kings were made in the image of God or that certain holy men were said to be in the image or be the image of God. But in the Christian tradition, it's not just kings. In the biblical tradition, it, it is not just men or a certain race of people. But in the Christian tradition, in the biblical narrative, all people are made in the image of God, men and women, the rich and the poor, the Jews and the Gentiles, everybody. And the implications of every person being made in the image of God, this means that every single person is equal in God's eyes and deserves to be treated fairly with equity or justly. And this idea, this idea of respecting the image of God in others, this is actually how God designed us to live in relationship with other people. That when you see someone, what you are seeing is you are seeing a reflection of the divine. And therefore, you should respect that person as you would respect God. You should care for that person as you would care for God, as you would serve God. That's why Jesus, he says, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me, because the least of these, the poor, the destitute, they bear the image of God. This is how God designed us to live in relationship with other people. And and the Bible's word for this is righteousness, which simply means right relationship. Righteousness, whenever you see that in the Bible, you could essentially read that as a right relationship or the way a relationship was meant to go. And this word righteousness, it is almost always connected with justice in the Old Testament. Justice and righteousness, they seem to go hand in hand, meaning that when we recognize and honor the image of God in every person, and when we treat them with equity and respect and love and fairness, when we live righteously in right relationship, we are actually promoting and creating justice in the world. So, are you tracking with me here? I hope you're beginning to see that justice is so much more than just being a good person or doing the right thing because it's the right thing. But the biblical case for living a just life, the reason we do the right thing, the reason we treat other people well, is because each and every person is an image bearer of the divine. That's why we do what is right and fair and good, because in living rightly with other people, we are honoring the divine reflection within them. By loving people, we are loving God. That's why, again, when asked what is the greatest commandment, Jesus actually gives two commandments. He says, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Because if each and every person is made in the image of the divine, that means in your neighbor there is a reflection of God. And so in loving your neighbor, you are also loving God. That is so good. Now, this might all seem really basic, right? Like, the lesson of this podcast is be nice to people. I get it. But the question that I want us to ask ourselves today, and I really want you, as you're listening this, listening to this, I really want you to stop for a second and, and consider this. How are you doing with this in your life? 
Like, how are you doing with this idea of treating every single person you come across as an image bearer of God? The question I want us to wrestle with today is, are you truly treating every single person in your life? Are you not just being nice, but are you respecting and honoring the divine spark within people? Both the people you like and the people you don't like. The kids at your school who annoy you, or or the one who everyone makes fun of, or even the ones who make fun of you. How fairly do you treat your siblings or your parents on a daily basis? What about your coworkers? What about your ex-friend? What about your literal ex? How do you treat each and every person in your life? Now, obviously, none of us are able to do this perfectly, right? None of us are able to perfectly love everyone and perfectly honor the image of the divine in every single person, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aware of it. And the point that I really want us to gather today is that justice is not just attending rallies for criminal justice reform, right? Justice is not just giving lots of money to ministries or charitable organizations doing work in third world countries. Those things are absolutely part of justice. And we're going to talk about those. But I think for a lot of us, especially those of you who listen, who are maybe younger listeners, where you don't necessarily have tons of your own money to give, or, or you don't have a lot of control over your own schedule. So even if you wanted to go to that rally or that march, you can't unless your parents tell you. A lot of those other forms, it feels like, well, then I can't take a part in the biblical project of God's justice in the world. But what we learn today is that one of the simplest, most practical ways that each and every one of us can begin to bring justice into the world right now, today, is simply by honoring the image of God in the people who surround you right now. Now, there's a church um, whose podcast that I follow. It is South Bend City Church, and I highly, highly recommend that you check it out. Their podcast is fantastic. The teaching is amazing. I am very much looking forward to visiting that church someday. Um, but this church, South Bend City, they have, um, they have these mantras, uh, which are sort of these short sayings that communicate the, the values and the heart of their church. And one of these mantras speaks to this idea of every person being made in the image of God. And it's really simple. It's just three words. What they say is they say, everyone an icon. Everyone an icon. Meaning every single person you come across is an icon, is a picture, is an image of the divine. What they often say is you have never met a person who was not made in the image of God. And so my challenge to you today is that in every interaction you have this week, and especially in the interactions with those who are hard to love or who are hard to respect or honor, I want to encourage you to borrow that mantra, everyone an icon. Just repeat that to yourself and allow that truth to drive you into right relationship with those around you. This is the most simple, practical, but I believe powerful starting point 
for promoting the biblical project of justice in the world. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Johncast. I wanted to let you know that today's episode and this whole series is being done in partnership with an organization called Compassion International. Uh, Compassion, they're incredible, and they have a very simple mission to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Now, in this episode, we've been talking about justice, and I cannot think of a more practical step beyond what we just talked about of honoring the image of the divine in other people. But one way that you can do that is to get involved with Compassion. Compassion provides opportunities to sponsor children in some of the more underserved areas of the globe. And in partnership with people just like you, even young people, they're making a huge difference in the world. Uh, Compassion-sponsored children, they spend an average of 4,000 hours over the course of their childhood in safe, nurturing programs. They are 40% more likely to finish secondary education, 80% more likely to graduate college, and 75% more likely to become leaders in their communities after they graduate. Child sponsorship through Compassion, it doesn't just seek to meet the physical needs of children, but also they have uh, programs, a part of these 4,000 hours that they spend, seek to meet the emotional and intellectual and relational and even spiritual needs. Um, This is something that Sweet Bear and I are passionate about. Uh, We sponsor a child through Compassion, and we know that it is making a huge huge difference in our lives. And so if you're interested in helping promote more justice in the world in this way by looking out for the left out, I want to encourage you to visit compassion.com slash John. That's compassion.com slash J-O-N. And you can get more information today. It's really, really simple. And it, it can truly be a transforming relationship in your life wherever you are at. That is all I have for you this week. I will see you all next week right here on the John Cast. I love you all. Keep being awesome.